This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Taking a taking a shit right now, so That's nice. I love that for her. Some ambient noise, ambient, ambient, ambient. Did you just say ambient? Yeah, because you know it's like ambiance, and the root of that is ambient, and it doesn't really make sense that they're pronounced different. Like you know what I mean? It's weird that they're pronounced differently with a hard a or a soft. Hit me a. with a hard a. <laughs> I'll give you that hard a, girl. <laughs> So this is why we don't have any sponsors. I know, I know. But I don't think that we should be sponsored because we don't deserve money for like anything that we say. That's true. We barely deserve listeners. But who would give us money? Who would sponsor us now if we didn't change any of our language or how we present ourselves in public? Oh, that's easy. Puck Bunnies, sponsored by Jewel. Yeah, well, uh, they make enough money off me, so. Wow, I just this is how I just found out that my lamp is very magnetic. That's so cool. Wait, have you smoked your jewel yet? I haven't because I don't have any Do you pods. want me to mail you some? Yeah, do some federal crimes and mail me some pods. I know, I'm just, I just think it's really funny. It's so funny. To pretend that buying jewel pods is now illegal. <laughs> contraband (laughs) but yeah jewel if you're listening to this sponsor puck bunnies even though they are they are not advertising anymore (laughs) i love when teens die (laughs) it's my favorite it really aligns with our values of teens doing like really bad things to each other and that's literally the point of the show yeah brain i mean like it's it's probably bad for your brain just like hockey Mm -hmm. okay another sponsorship just throwing it out there plan b either the generic version or the real version also abortions <laughs> planned parenthood Puck bunnies sponsored by planned parenthood honestly we already kind of were <laughs> like charitably sponsored that would be too cool that would be too cool we would have us. to stop swearing i was thinking about this today because i just bought a ticket to see the caps play the leafs next week on oh, god and I was like, I need a Seat Geek promo, but I've already used like all the ones that I know about. And I was like, damn, this is when I need one for us. I know. We need a partnership, a marketing sponsorship opportunity. We're going to self-deal a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about masturbation. I'm talking about violating fiduciary duties. <laughs> How you doing, Audrey? Oh, hi- by the way, I'm Christina. Oh, I'm I'm Audrey. Uh, What's up? Uh, Christina, let me just start off the episode by saying happy mental health day. Oh, my God. Happy mental health. Happy birthday to all mental illness. (laughs) I think as uh, two of the people with maybe the most amount of mental health that have a podcast here today. The most? Yeah, like the most mental health. Yeah, I guess I would agree. Not whether it's good or it's bad, but we just have a lot of it. It is mostly mental. This is mostly a mental health podcast. (laughs) It's just an important day. What if I texted my therapist right now? Happy Mental Health Day. Should we see if Connor Carrick posted anything from Mental Health Day? I don't care about him at all, but... Lexi posted something Yeah, Lexi looked really hot and very mentally well. All right, here's what Connor posted. He's obsessed with mental health. God bless him, aren't Mm -hmm. we all? He posted a picture of himself, side-by-side comparison, in 2012 when he was drafted and his headshot now in 2019. Mm -hmm. It says, hashtag Mental Health Monday. Oh, wait, this is from a couple days ago because he posts something about mental health every Monday. So cute. He says, live today in a way your future you, comma, splice, <laughs> would be proud of. <laughs> Get in that, Audrey. <laughs> I've made my mistakes 
Wow, there's this is full of commas places. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing my best. I've made my mistakes, but both men here know, love, and are proud of the other. Make your own life better today. Take care of yourself like you would a close friend. Then let's chew on how we can improve others' lives thereafter. Don't like that phrasing. I'd rather not chew on anything. Thanks so much, though. And then hashtag tend to the garden you can touch. Ew. A lot of mixed metaphors going on here. <laughs> so part of that has a really good message in it that like something that I have gotten a lot from in therapy, which is to treat uh-huh. yourself like you would your best friend. So um, I'm trying to treat myself like I treat you, which is obsessively. Talking to me every second of the every day. Every second of the day with kid gloves at all times, telling you that I love you so much. Please, can we just try this, please? So I think that we have a lot to learn from Connor Carrick. They should all post like that. I would love, instead of just like posting pictures of themselves holding up some dumbass fish. Here's the thing. Do you think Connor Carrick believes in using antidepressants? I don't. My man posts a lot about being very like, what's a uh, present? Oh uh, yeah. He loves to Anyone be present. Anyone who's present has never taken an SNRI. The last thing I want to do is be present. I want to be the opposite. I want to be absent. <laughs> <laughs> love to be absent anyway we're we're coping very well great week for us but audrey how's your brain how's your life i'm chilling what happened today oh i'm moving in like three weeks fun fact my application just got approved which means that my credit score is not sub 500 as i <laughs> suspected originally do you not like monitor your credit score i mean i do but i know it goes down the more you check that's it that's not how it works that's no. exactly okay. how it works everyone who is listening to this podcast, including Audrey Bowler, <laughs> listen to me. That's how it No! Works. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So there's a difference between checking your credit, like getting your credit score from creditkarma.com uh-huh. or Mint or something. And uh-huh. stop behind me like that. I'm listening. Okay, I'm listen listening harder. Listen harder with no mouth noises. <laughs> So that's different from like a hard inquiry into your credit. When you're applying for a credit card, that's a hard inquiry into your credit. And that can ding your credit score like a point or something like that. But like, Audrey, you should be. Please, everyone. I mean, I get emails about it and then I'm like, ah, yes. Okay. Everyone just fucking check your credit. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Credit's fake, man. It's literally not fake. It's a made up number. Well, yeah, but it could prevent you from leasing a house. But you did. Credit debt, fake credit score fake yeah exactly everything worked out it's fine anyway i'm moving in like three weeks that's what's up so with that's me. gonna be really fun for me for the next three weeks as well it's almost like we go through all of our trials and tribulations together like a pair of awful twins you're my tether from that movie that i didn't see but read the wikipedia summary yes of. exactly so every yeah, movie there we go let's talk about I hockey guess. Here's the thing. We didn't even have to choose any topics this week to talk about because so many people called and texted in with stuff that they wanted us to talk about this week that we are just going to do maybe our first call-in show ever. So let's hit it. Thank you so much for all the calls and texts. Like We're not even able to get all of them in on this episode. So I'm not going to thank you guys because this is what you should be doing every week. Yeah, this is your job. This is our expectation of you as listeners is to contribute equally so that we have like a 50-50 split and work. So yeah. Anyway, go ahead what if we have like a syllabus for this podcast <laughs> required reading for this uh, week 20 percent is participation so make sure to speak up in class you little fuckers okay so our first text this week says hey bunnies what's up so- with the recent long-term injury to malkin and their pretty atrocious moves in the off season are the pens primed Ooh, that's fun to say pens primed for a king's blackhawk-esque fall from grace as a fellow caps fan audrey i know you would love to see it I would love to see it. I do take some amount of embrage with equating the Blackhawk situation to the King situation. That's a lot different, in my opinion. Is it? I mean, like, they're both weighed down with these long-term contracts for these old-ass guys. But the Kings have nobody. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Even some of, like, the Cap Hogs on the Blackhawks are still some of the best hockey players in the world. Right, that's fair. That's fair. But... Because of that, I would say that I think the Pens are going to be a lot more on the Blackhawks side of things than on the Kings side of things, just because Mm -hmm. they still have Sidney Crosby. They still have Chris Letang, even though every Pittsburgh fan I know hates Chris Letang because he's too pretty. Like, they still have a lot of pieces there and also, like, a huge skeleton in goal, so... 
And also this Malkin thing is temporary. I mean, the panic was that not only was Malkin out, then also Brian Rust was also out and somebody else. They were rife with injuries, but all of these are temporary. Like none of these are gonna be season ending injuries. Hopefully. I will say that Malkin has only played two full seasons of hockey. The whole that's whole, cool. I know, that's awesome. So basically, he's been straight chilling. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's just sitting in Russia right now. He should never be in the Hall of Fame <laughs> if he's only played two. <laughs> if you've only played two full seasons of hockey, you're single to me. <laughs> you're an AHLer to me. <laughs> and he's sat out due to injuries, an, an equivalent of two full seasons of hockey. 160 games. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. Obviously, I don't like the Penguins. Who, who doesn't like Malcolm, though? And it fills my heart with like a sick sense of joy when they do badly. Like when we they were swept by the Islanders in the playoffs this year. Wow. wow. Remember that? Great day for me. So I would really like to see an ending to the story where Jim Rutherford has been right all along. And actually hockey is getting way slower, way yeah. bad at skating, and really defensive heavy. You don't know how to skate. In fact, you don't even have to wear skates. Just be a giant hulking defenseman who's like good along the boards and just get 20 of those guys out there. You'll Do be you fine. Do you think that he wants to make hockey like football he's trying to he's trying to like lead from behind there he's trying to make hockey great again what i was gonna say is that like it sucks to see malkin go through this mostly because his season last year was so personally frustrating for him but also jim rutherford kind of backed uh himself into this corner so i don't feel that bad about it and yeah for some reason he's obsessed with signing defensemen who are like not good but are handsome we have to stand. I feel, I feel bad for him, but not bad enough that I hope he gets fired. I hope he stays there forever. Do you want me to read the I next do. one? Hi, bunnies. It seems everyone is talking about Laurent Boursois starting two of the first three games of the season over Connor Hellebuck. Was this inevitable since the name Laurent is so much hotter than Connor? Much disrespect to all Connors out there. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, just reflect on that. Fuck all Connors. Yeah, fuck all yes, Connors. Yes, all Connors. <laughs> how do you, wait, how did you say that? Laurent Boursois. Laurent Boursois. Yeah, we've been over how you don't have any sense of like French pronunciation or language, but this is the guy who he's I told you about hot. in the off season. Yeah, he's the really hot like surfer. Oh, I know. Guy. I looked him up after I got this text because I was like, who's this guy? He's incredibly good looking. Honestly, anything that happens to the Jets this season is not inevitable. I have no idea what the fuck is happening up there. I don't think they know what the fuck is happening up there. No. So, I mean, we talked about the Jets situation on our second episode, and it has gotten worse <laughs> somehow. It's not great. So I put on the game where they were playing the Islanders and got, got yeah. just totally reamed. Rocked. And their top four defensemen were just like randomly generated sims. I'm like, where right. the fuck did you find these guys? Literally a middle school. They're all 12 years old. Some of them have, have played two NHL games, and they're playing like on the top pair so it's fine it's fine it's fine for this to happen early in the season no what's crazy about that is that i think it was their home opener Mm -hmm. it was the islanders home opener and they um beat the jets four to one and it wasn't necessarily brassois fault he played really great awful for their blue line you had a bunch of rando teens in front of you all night what are you supposed to do with that so when it comes down to the Jets, it's like a lot of their season is going to depend on can they pull this defensive core together? Can they make something out of nothing, basically? And actually, I think last night or two nights ago, every single one of these random defensemen scored or got a point. Right. I mean, it's like a really fun opportunity because they're never going to have a shot like this again. Why not lay it all out Right. There? Like all six of these Ottawa <laughs> farm boys are just like this. <laughs> all, all right. I can't, what's a Canadian accent? All right, Ma, I am, I'm going to go make it in the majors now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounds like a voice synthesizer set on random. But I mean, that's what I'm saying though. It's like you, they're playing like an unprecedented, they're having an unprecedented mm-hmm. season where like, they're so strong offensively. And you have, you have like a group of guys right now who wants to win and knows in these last couple years, or that's, that's going to be the last time for a very long time. I also think that Big Buff is coming back. I don't know. I just have a feeling. That's because you signed him <laughs> in two fantasy leagues, so you literally need him to come back because you didn't sign any other defenseman except for, like, who else do you have? Uh, well, I just made some... You made some transactions? Yeah, I, I added a hurricane. I don't know, man. I got Jacob Slavin. 
I mean, for personal reasons, I would like Big Buff to come back because I can't drop it. For personal reasons? Because it sounds like he's your dad or something. I would like him to be my dad. I love him. I also just personally love him as a player. And also he's a great, he's a great team man. So let's go Jets. Hi, bunnies. I'm going to go by M in this message. I only just got into hockey during these last Stanley Cup finals. And I want to thank you guys and like the hockey coven and Lizzo, but primarily you guys for making me feel secure enough in the idea that there are people that care about women's opinions on sports, even if they aren't a walking stat sheet. I'm a freshman in college and I'm joining the sports column in our newspaper and angling for my own hockey radio show next semester. It really wouldn't have happened without you guys and other podcasts like you. My main question is, how do I deal with Barstool Dude Bros? Please, New England has so many of them. Please send help. Okay, I love you guys, um, and I'm really looking forward to the show. Okay, so um, Barstool Dude Bros, what's our advice on dealing with this? Um, Literally pretend they don't exist. But also realize that you probably know more than them, because basically the secret of sports fandom is that men probably have as little interest in knowing somebody's individual plus minus per game as you do. And also, most of that stuff doesn't fucking matter. If you want to learn about stats or sports things, find some kick-ass women who do stats. Follow Namita. Yeah, follow Namita. Follow Asme. Follow Shayna does really good work. Allison Lucan does really good stats work. And there's great men who do it too. And so, but don't I, follow them. But yeah, but you don't can follow them. Put them, them on a list or something. But like, don't yeah, follow put them. them on a list. Don't follow them. <laughs> there's plenty of women out there who would be more than happy to help you learn about that stuff. But like, also, you don't. There's no pressure for you to. To worry about that kind of stuff just like enjoy what you enjoy and right don't worry about them i mean i know that's hard and honestly just by reading sports journalism every day and just by like watching games and stuff it is remarkable how quickly you actually become way more knowledgeable about yeah. stuff than any of the barstool bros i could go to a bar down the street right now wow weird flex but okay yeah right now someone's over 21 <laughs> wow <laughs> legal alerts you know my birthday is coming up and i can finally drink now but anyway, I, I could go down to like the nearest Blackhawks bar and I probably know more about the Blackhawks than the average yeah. guy who's like wearing a Corey Crawford jersey for some reason. You'll surpass all these fuckers way faster than you think you will. But also you don't need to hold, you don't need to prove anything to them. Yeah. What's funny is that I can't count the amount of times I've had guys talk to me and be like, oh, I'm a Rangers fan. And I'm like, oh my God, how do you feel about, you know, them signing Artemi Panarin? How do you feel about them getting Capococco over the summer? And they're like, oh, I actually don't know who those guys are. I just am from New York. Dude. A couple of weeks ago, I was with my friend Elle at the Texas bar, and we were talking to this guy from Jersey. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm a huge Devils fan. And so both of us were like, oh my god, are you so excited for PK and like all the all the transactions that happened this summer? And he's like, I don't know who any of those guys are. And it's just like, <laughs> what? It's such a male thing, and like a specific kind of male thing to announce yourself as a fan of a team and then have no idea it's this idea of masculinity that like that's supposed to make up a part of your identity that you're supposed to have your guys and you're supposed to have your teams and like it's an inherent part of the idea of masculinity that kind of locks women out of it that puts up more and more barriers but again like at the end of the day they don't know any more shit than you do no absolutely not and it's so funny when people just make assumptions about you from how you look they're just like oh i can just say i'm a rangers fan in front of this girl she's not gonna know who any of them are are right. and then they get so fucking flustered whenever you start dropping dropping some syllables on them so fuck them yeah fuck those i those. mean like do not fuck them but like also fuck them you know which way we're talking That's about right. also i will come to your college and beat their asses personally turn your location on barstool bros we just want to talk oh this is a text with like a very high level of familiarity that i'm not sure i'm comfortable with i kind of like it it makes me think of bread okay hey buns <laughs> watching the Caps game right now with my four-year-old son and he just asked hey daddy where's koozie any advice on how to explain I don't think that happened Tom Tom is making that up he doesn't have a son he wasn't watching the Caps game you just wanted to text Tom you can just text us you don't have to make up a son no I think that's actually very cool if it's true first of all I like buns because we're two buns like a bun <gasps> yes it's like whenever you buy snowballs and they come with two yeah exactly that's us that's so cute 
um, you tell him that he uh, was too cool and he got in trouble for it. Yeah, like, I feel like any four-year-old's gonna be ready to just understand what getting barred out means. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you have to teach a kid about hard drugs sometime, and why not start him early? No, uh, uh, just be like, he's sick. He's sick. He ate too much fun dip. Or he wa- he had to ha- he wanted to hang out with his kids because Kusi also has like a four year old kid. Oh, that's perfect. And a new baby. There we go. And seems like Tom lives in D.C. You guys could set up a plate, do some cocaine. Oh yeah, that'd be so cool. Anyway, free Kusi by the way. When is yeah. he back? Already back. That's right. He played third line. He played third line. Yeah, well, only because it was his first game back. And then he was up to the first line by the time. I mean, he scored like 45 seconds in. So they were like, enough of this shit. <laughs> Moving you straight on up. It was off his first shot, right? Yeah, that's my boy. So this is actually something that I was going to talk about whenever we were talking about the goalie situation and uh, Winnipeg. But it's mm-hmm. so funny, the little mind games that NHL coaches and GMs will play, like that shit, where they just start them on the third line. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, is this doing anyone anything to just, you know, make these players feel anxious or like... It reminds me of something that Barry Trotz used to do when he was mm-hmm. the coach of the Caps and that he actually still does now with the Islanders where... Um, so usually like in your last you know, your morning practice or your last practice before a game. The first goalie off the ice at the end of practice is the one who's going to start that night in net because they want him to have more time off between practice and the game, right? So Barry Trotz used to pull both of them from practice at the same time. What a little dickwad! So that no, none of the media would know and wouldn't be able to, like, you know, when they were tweeting the lines out or whatever, writing their pregame report, the other team wouldn't know oh. which goalie was starting. Izzy is just in her office in the Washington Post, like, fuck! His milk shirt, it's like, god damn it! <laughs> oh, fun. I have a really fun fact about the New York Islanders for you. Would you like to hear it? Lay it on me. They are by 10 pounds from the next team, the heaviest team in the NHL. I would like to know who the heaviest player on the Islanders um, is. Is their goalie? He is 230 pounds. Amazing. Audrey <laughs> just made like the blinking guy face, but like in a horny way. I would like to see it. <laughs> Ranking the teams by biggest boys. Let me, let me just go. I'll walk you through some of the fun ones. Okay. So the average age, the youngest one is Colorado. I see that. Uh, average age 25 the oldest is nashville average age 28 yes also believe that good would you like to guess which team is the tallest um the stars nope it's vancouver (laughs) oh shit (laughs) because of tyler myers exactly tyler myers bringing up the average all by himself i was guessing the stars because of ben bishop Vancouver has a lot of, like, big boys, too. Like, Elias is really tall. He's, like, 6'4 or something like that. The averages on Vancouver are really weird, too, because you have, like, Troy Stetcher, who's teeny. Enough about the weight of these big boys. Would you like to read another text to us? I absolutely would. Here we go. Bunnies. Short-time listener. Long-time caller. (laughs) I know it's only been two games, but my Sabres are 2-0, looking actually good on offense (laughs) and leading the league in all of the advanced stats that we all pretend to understand, like expected goals per game and such. Like I said, only two games. But am I stupid for saying this feels like a playoff team? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you are. Next question. (laughs) It's been like three games. I think the Ducks are leading the league right now. October hockey is fake. All these games are fake. All the sets are fake. I mean, I think this year could be different in Buffalo. I'm not necessarily saying that this is going to be a playoff team. And I'm only saying that because they opened their season with a win for the first time in seven years. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means something like in the locker room, you know what I'm saying? To start off on a note that's so significantly different and then like to go out and actually, I mean, they they won um, last night's game too. So they're 4-0 now. Just don't say, don't have any hopes. Well, just in general. (laughs) Yeah, like that's general life advice. Don't have any hopes. But also don't have any hopes in October for your hockey team. And also if your team is the Sabres, like definitely. That's insane. Calm down. They are leading the Atlantic Division right now. (laughs) Great job, guys. I have this like weird feeling that they're going to lose that large boy, their big defenseman. Rasmus Dahlin. He had a rough start to his NHL career just in terms of like underperforming. Mm-hmm. He was a number he was a top prospect. And so that's rough to not live up to that expectation. But they have a new coach this year. From the Premier League. <laughs> yes. And what's crazy is that like I was reading this article that Laura sent me 
about their power play and how differently he structured their power play this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like way more unpredictable than it was in years past because they're putting way, way more emphasis on shooting. What? Yeah, I know. Wow. You're going to focus on scoring for your power play? What a concept. When you shoot the puck, it turns out you may score. <laughs> So in their first two games, they got, I think, like four or five power play goals. Wow, that's sexy. Again, that's the kind of thing where where you're starting off the season that strong. Mm -hmm. It at least is going to put you in a place where your attitude is way better than starting off with like three losses. Right. Not sure how long they can sustain that. But most importantly, with that many goals... You get to hear the Buffalo Goal song like so many times. Oh my I'm gonna like God. the minute after we finish recording this, I'm gonna I will be listening to I'm that. gonna fucking put that shit on. It's the best. We were talking about the Buffalo it's Goal so song good. for like ten full podcast minutes. It's amazing. Okay, so, like, I actually have, like, a legitimate hockey thought or more like a question or a comment. I would love to have someone explain to me how coaching works. Oh, same. In general. I just don't understand how, like, you can plan a power play. They're on skates. They're going very fast. Like, how how can you get in position? (laughs) Because, like, the the sport that I grew up with was football. And I understand how, Mm -hmm. like, football is extremely play-oriented. And you have places and routes and stuff that you're supposed to do. And, like, if you scramble, it's bad. Right. But hockey is just scrambling. <laughs> I just don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of scrambling. I think, you know how in football where you see the little boards that the coaches have mm-hmm. and they have everybody's little positions and they're like, okay, let me draw this arrow and you're going to go this way and then the ball is going to go that way. Mm-hmm. And it's all very predictable because nothing like bounces and also you're not on knives on ice. <laughs> I feel like with hockey, it's more of a, I mean, you have your special teams coaches Mm -hmm. like football, but it's more of a, okay, what is the general strategy that we have? And also looking at the other team and analyzing their weaknesses in real time. Right. So I guess that's like the forecheck and the backcheck stuff. Are we going to be super aggressive in their defensive zone? Is that a term? Defensive zone? Yeah. Yes. Great job. Or are we going to play like tighter back towards our goal? Okay. Well, I guess I just learned coaching. For example, in the article that I was reading about the Sabres power play, they were like, what we try to do is have two players in the slot. So the area right in front of the goal, but one of them is further ahead of the other. So you can pass back and forth between those two guys instead of having everybody like rush the net, which is another strategy, which may be perfectly valid that you could also try. Anyway, so I'm ready to coach an NHL team if anyone would like to see that happen. All right, I'm going to read the next text. I'm ready. Uh, hi, Audrey and Christina. What's up? What's up? Firstly, I had a pretty tough summer, and Puck Bunnies has provided a few hours of respite recently, so truly thank you. I don't know how anyone could get relaxed from listening to us, but good, <laughs> good for you, my man. I know it's a lot of work, and I appreciate it. Aww. All right. Can you just get through no. it? Second... I only really watch a few weeks of hockey each year until the Sabres suck and I lose interest. After the first few games, I've realized that I have no idea what the fuck constitutes a holding penalty. Can you please help? Thanks. So this is funny since we got two texts about the Sabres in a row. And um, Mm -hmm. the first one, our short answer was yes. And for this one, our short answer is going to be no. I don't know what holding is. I think it's when you hold them. I don't know. It's a good thing that I know what holding is. And also it's a good thing that it's not a coincidence that we got two Sabres texts in a row. It's more that I put them in order. Can you just let me believe that like this happened organically? <laughs> in the randomness Can I just the see universe? the beauty in patterns for once in my life? All right. So back to Audrey explains it all hour. Here we go. Holding is what happens when one player, it's literally, I mean, like, you know, in football where they grab somebody's mask. That's a face mask. It's different from a hold, but okay. Okay, whatever. The the principle is the same. Holding is when you grab somebody else's stick. And it can be with any part of your body. It can be tucked in your elbow. It can be with your hand. It can be between your legs. And that's the hard thing about holding is that a lot of times because hockey happens so fast, 
you're holding somebody's stick by accident. Because say they go for a puck and it like goes between your legs and then you try and turn and your legs go together and the stick gets stuck like between your ankles. Mm -hmm. A ref could call you for holding because they didn't see what you were trying to do or the beginning of that play. I think you should be able to do that. I think you should be able to hold. That sounds cool. I think you should be able to hold, but only between your legs. Ooh. From the knee down. <laughs> oh, between your calves. Between your ankles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They would look anyway, that's a holding dancers. penalty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I learned something new today. So that's really exciting. Hi. Uh, it's Mitch um, from somewhere in Michigan. Um, I'm a disenfranchised Red Wings fan, and Anthony Mantha is giving me hope, um, a lot of hope. That's, you know, I'm being very tentative about because they're still going to be bad this year. Um, my big question is, uh, when should Anthony Mantha pivot to uh, changing his name to Tony Mantha? When should he go from Anthony to Tony, and what other players should um, go with a, a different version of their first names? Thank you. So first things first, uh, all Sabres fans, listen to this man. This is the attitude that you need to have. Yes, you need to make some friends in Detroit and just kind of learn from their extended period of misery. Exactly. He should go start going by Tony Mantha immediately. That's a sick name. Yeah, I love that. And for the second question, I like looked up, basically what I did is I went to my fantasy page and just looked at all the rosters on there. And I'm like, most of these guys have like normal names and it's hard to make them shorter. I do think that every Tyler should go by Ty. That's so cute. It's really awful. Like Ty Pennington, the former host of Extreme Home Makeover. I think he- Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh, well, he got canceled. So you are now also canceled <laughs> by association. That's like the only Ty that I know. When I first started getting into hockey, something that I would do to like help myself learn the guys is I would give them like ridiculous <laughs> nicknames and I think my favorite one that I ever accidentally came up with was instead of calling Travis Konechny his name which is Travis Konechny for some reason I was convinced that his name was Trevor <laughs> and I would keep talking about this like that dirty boy named Trevor in Philly and she's like are you talking about your ex-boyfriend I'm like no I'm talking about the guy on the team Trevor Connect 4 Trevor Connect 4 so I think he should just goes by that person understands the joke and that he changes his name to that i also want brandon carlo to just shorten his name to brando Ooh, i bet that's already his like team nickname like i bet they already call him that but i think you should start going by one name dude can we talk for a second about how bad team nicknames are they're horrible they just add like they either add or take away one syllable of their names like stromer is not a nickname get a little more creative I like Simmer for Wayne Simmons. Oh, that's really cute. I love that one. His last name lends itself well to that format, that unoriginal format. Oh, I like Sid instead of Sidney Crosby a lot. The only good team nicknames are the ones in other languages, like how the Caps used to call Brooks Orpik Batya. Oh. It means like grandfather. So cute. (laughs) We got another text about Anthony Mantha that just says, hey, bunnies, can we get some love for my large son, Anthony Mantha? Tom. Tom, we sure can. Uh, I love Anthony Mantha. He is indeed a large son. He's very handsome. He scored four goals in one night in their game against the Stars. Sorry, Christina. I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. So he had like a fine year last year. I think he was dealing with an injury and then he went to the World Championships. This summer it had an amazing, like he was on Team Canada and killed it. And so he's now on the top line with podcast favorite Dylan Larkin. And other podcast favorite, other end of the spectrum completely, Tyler Bertuzzi. Wait, I didn't know they played on the same line. Yeah, they're all on the top line. That is disgusting. Yeah, that is just like both ends of my sexuality. Literally, I could be your devil or I could be your Yes! Oh my god! I'm really happy for Dylan Larkin right now. What a week he's been having. They're not doing bad. His ass went viral. His ass went viral. It's definitely it's definitely not his ass in that advertisement, but like I'm glad that we're all collectively pretending that it's his ass. You don't ass. think it's his ass? Are you an no. ass truther? Yeah, I think that's just a, like a random other person. That's his ass, Audrey. It's not his Why ass. Why would you think it wouldn't be his ass? Because they never show his face. Yeah, because it's about his ass. 
Mm-hmm. It's not his. Oh. Trust this me is, on this. This is just like when you said Gritty was real. You're just doing this to fuck with me. Dylan Larkin came in and was like, I am not doing fucking squats for two hours while you film me. Do you follow Dylan Larkin on Instagram? That motherfucker would squat down anywhere. That's my opinion. If you made that commercial for that clothing company, please get in touch. I would like to be proven right again. The only thing I have to say about Tony... My, my boy Tony is that... T-Dog. <laughs> I strongly agree that I want him to grow up healthy. And I strongly agree that I want to tell my friends and neighbors about him. Also, there was that really sweet piece that came out this week about how his personal trainer, who he had been training with for like 10 years, passed away really suddenly over the summer. I know. That's tough, man. So he's a good guy. Yeah, that was a really great piece. If you want to read a really... I mean, I... Like, I was not expecting it to be that sad. It's on The Athletic. I think it, Max Boltman wrote it. But, like, I, I was just expecting it to be, like, us, like, kind of sad. But it, it was weirdly touching. This is what, you know, the story of decade-long friendship. So these are people that we don't really think of having intense emotions like this. And they probably don't even think... Outside of the game, yeah. Outside of the game. And they probably don't even see themselves as having strong emotions like that either. And then, like, sort of working through them. I don't, it was It was beautiful. And I did cry at my office. All right, here's the next thing. I'm going to read it. Okay, just kidding. You can do it. Thank you so much. Hey, Puck Bunnies. What's up? This is Nick. I was wondering what you thought about Mika Zibanejad taking a selfie with a kid during warm-ups and scoring a hat trick. Will this become a trend? Should more players be doing this? No, I just want Mika to do it so that he can continue scoring. Only Mika, and also only to me. <laughs> <laughs> also only to me. Wait, we should we should do that thing that those girls did to Tyler Sagan. Although that wasn't real. Like where they were holding the sign that said, we sucked your dick in high school. He wouldn't believe us since we don't look Swedish, but we should do that to, to Mika. Mika is just the best. He's the only person What I else is about. there to say? Give him the C. I was shocked that they said that they will not be naming a captain this year because, like, he's right there. He's right there, you guys. I feel like my love for Mika has only grown stronger. Like, it was just an infatuation last season, but now it's... But now it's real. It's grown into something. And it's only going to get worse. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't even want to know where I'm going to be at in January. Like, probably, like, going to Rangers games. That's really... That's really embarrassing. So we got a text that says, was at the Canes game Sunday and Jacob Slavid, noted infallible man of Christ, admitted to peeing in the pool as an adult. For the next five minutes, Misbehaven, the song from the Righteous Gemstones, was playing on a loop in my head like my own private TikTok or hell, depending on your perspective. (laughs) Anyway, I needed to get that out of my mind and affect others with it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, very conveniently, after we got this text... Sir, your dreams came true. <laughs> I absolutely did. Is there any way that you can splice that in here? Oh, I absolutely will splice it in. But it, in like a dark fever dream that I think this text to us <laughs> kind of conjured, some local news station based out of, I assume, Raleigh made a parody song of Misbehaving, but about Jacob Slavin. It's awesome. Oh, we on a breakaway. Guess we've caught him anyway. Jacob Slavin. Kane's in a shootout. Bet we're gonna put out Jacob Slavin. Always a smiling, always looking cheery. From Colorado in a town named Erie. He's real nice and also good at skating. Another two-minute penalty killed by Jacob Slavin. Kane's on the ice again. It really, like, rises to the very fine line between, like, busting his balls playfully and, like, straight up making fun of him for being a Jesus freak. So <laughs> I applaud. I applaud them. It's it's incredible. And it's stuck in my head now, by the way. Like, I keep saying, like, Jacob Slavin. Um, hi, bunnies. It's Addie. Um, I am calling because of Christina's mean tweet. I don't have really anything to say except for I've been listening to the podcast and I'm trying to care about hockey. And it's just like so many names. Um, and I think I'm a cat fan. Let me know what you think I should do to like actually learn. And also, like, do I have to watch the games to be a fan of hockey? Just wondering. Um, I hope that this is coming in right at the last minute and that um, and that uh, Audrey definitely has to do more work. So, yeah. Also, Audrey, um, do you want to hang out tonight? Let me know. Bye. Addie, what's up? Hello. 
uh, you called like two nights ago and you want to hang out tonight. So that's not going to happen. Sorry. Uh, my bad. That's on me. It's already 830. Audrey's going to bed like now. Love to hear that you think you're a Caps fan. Um, I have many selling points that we can discuss at length whenever you would like. And no, you don't have to watch the games to be a fan of hockey. You don't have to do anything to be a fan of hockey. I like barely watch hockey. <laughs> you just have to say it and believe it and then it'll become true. As long as you like read secret. a lot of articles, then you can say whatever you want. People will believe you. Right. People will let you have like a fairly well listened to podcast about a sport that you watch one game of a week. That's a lie. I've watched two last week. I read Addie's articles and then people believe that I know what's happening in Congress. That's right. Exactly. We all have things that we're lying about. I lie about everything. Uh, side note. Most things. Addie's in my phone is baddie. Isn't that cute? <laughs> That's very cute. Thank you, Addie, for calling. Go Caps. Go Mets. <laughs> now it's my turn to read the text. The hot goss is that Jordan Greenway is the hottest player in the league, but no one wants to talk about that. So I have not looked up who this person is. You know what? I have not looked up who this person is either. Oh my God. We're going to have a reaction. I'm about to uh, look him up on Instagram right now. I'm just doing Google, but I like your approach. Oh! 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 Hello! And he plays for the wild, so I'm sure he's awful. Oh, he went to BU. We love a college boy. Brady Kachuk is commenting on his pictures. Love that for him. How fucking tall is this guy? He's 6'6 and 229 pounds. And he's American. He graduated. Okay, he's really young. Anyway, he is really hot. He's 22. If there's grass in the field, you can play. Gross. Sorry. (laughs) Wow. Okay, you were right, Texter. That's a good looking dude. This is a really deep cut. Thank you. Wow. 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 I guess we're going to have to watch some wild games. I love this picture of him sitting on Santa's lap with Matt Dumba. Oh my God. That is, that is something special. I have something really bad about Jordan Greenway though. And it's that he's an Aquarius. Oh, okay. He's canceled. (laughs) Read the text. Okay. This is mostly a question for you because I don't know who these people are. What are your thoughts on Brad Leone and Claire Saffitz? Okay. First of all, it's Brad Leone. Okay, sure. So both of these people are very, I mean, almost like Zeus and Hera to me, my own own personal Zeus and Hera. So they are the ones who do the Bon Appetit videos. Yeah, yeah. And I know that Audrey hates cooking, uh, so she does not watch them. I just don't get why people like watching cooking videos. Is that bad? No, it's not bad. I mean, like, you have to watch them. They've got, like, very defined personalities and and not, like, a Food Network kind of way. They're just funny. I think that you would have a huge crush on Brad because he... Are you looking at him right now? No, I'm not. But I don't have room for that energy in my life, so I will never be looking him up. Let me tell you about him. So he's a six foot four, large, wide man from from New Jersey. Nah, you can stop. I I just, like, let let me show you how he says the word water. I'd rather not know. Water. Mm, yeah, you like that. Anyway, and Claire is like... That's very mainline. It's so good, though. And then Claire is like the opposite, where she's like very tightly wound, just intense Virgo energy emanating off of her. She has this really intense gray streak in her like black hair. She's gorgeous. And they have like really good chemistry, and a lot of people who are perverts think that they're having sex, but I don't think that. That would be cool. To answer, I guess he didn't really ask me which one I liked more. Yeah, just what are your thoughts? I love them. My my real thoughts are, is why the fuck didn't you ask me about Molly Bass? Who's that? She's another person in the Bon Appetit extended universe. <laughs> Molly rules. Go Molly. Okay. Hey, bunnies. First time, long time. Uh, with the Capitals adopting a puppy, what team do you think is least equipped to take care of a dog? Thanks. Keep up the great work. We will not do that. Uh, least equipped to Here's the thing. take care of a dog. You guys know that they're, it's not like kindergarten. They're not all taking a turn with the dog. Like, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. But say that they were. Say that the dog was like a class pet and you have to rotate taking it home. Colorado, 100%. Because they're the youngest? Yes. I... You're going to say, well, what about Grubauer? Yeah, because he's got that he's got that good dog. He's always playing in the yard and in the snow and like in the creeks in Colorado with his dog. Here's and I the think thing. That's nice. It's like all hockey men are the same. They like to be outside and they like to like play with stuff. So they would all be good at taking care of dog. Right. That's the essential problem with this question. The more interesting version of this question is which one of them couldn't take care of a cat? Like who would be the worst to take care of a cat? Yeah. I would say the stars. Oh my God. Yeah. Tyler would feed them to his dogs. Audrey's just staring off into the middle distance now, thinking about... Thinking about about Jamie Benn, as I do at least once a day. 
We actually got a good question about this from Laura. Friend of the pod. Who said, which NHLer would you each allow to cat sit? Well, okay. To cat sit, like, our individual cats? Because I feel like those have different considerations. So I would like you to go first. Um, Dimitri Orlov. Is he a cat guy? Not only is he a cat guy. You look very excited to share this with me. (laughs) He was almost late to training camp this year. Because his cat's visa got fucked up. Like, he was having trouble getting his cat back from Russia to the United States. Why are you taking your cat with you to Russia? Don't do that. They don't like that. Well, because it was like four months that he was gone. You know, he wasn't going to leave his cat here for four months. I would do that, but okay. (laughs) Well, what does that say about you? I I don't know. I know. know. Anyway, I would let him him cat sit because he's very clearly a cat guy. Yeah. Trying to think of who would be, who would enjoy taking care of Dido the most. I have people cat sit for her and then they're just like, she's just chilling. <laughs> Somebody who needs that peaceful energy around them. Yes. <gasps> Tyler Bertuzzi. Or Miles Wood. Miles Wood needs Dido as a therapy cat. He needs to yeah. have, hold something really stupid in his hands. To just have something like gently lay next to him. We need to like do a check in on Miles. I hope he's I hope he's doing well. Happy Mental Health Day, Miles <laughs> happy, Wood. Happy birthday to your mental health, Miles. Is that it? Did we finish? Yeah, that's it. We did it all. Thanks everybody who called and texted in. Hope to do this again sometime. So this has been Puck Bunnies. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this variety hour. Whatever this was. Yeah, this, Whatever this really we just was. did. Audrey and Christina's variety hour. So much different energy from last week's episode. We were both exhausted and just like, let's get it done. Well, last week we had to talk about the ducks, which I think was punishment enough in itself. It is. So if you like this and you want some more of it, you can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod. Follow us on Instagram where I post sometimes when my Adderall kicks in and I don't have any work to do. And that is PuckBunnies pod no underscore. No underscore. Maybe I'll add it this week. Who knows? I'm feeling crazy. Feeling wild. Don't do that. Um, and if you really like us and you want to help Audrey move, you can. Please. Yeah. Actually, like all the money for the next several months is for real going to Audrey to help her move. Anyway, if you want to fund Audrey and I's lifestyle, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PuckBunnies. There we go. If you would like to call in with your questions or comments for next week's episode, give us a ring at 774-318-6952. Also, big week for us this week. I would love to hit 100 reviews on iTunes. So if you can help us make that happen, that would be dope. I think we're at like 92. So it should be pretty fucking simple. That's just eight. I'm not asking for that much, people. Honestly. You can just say Just all your money and to review us on iTunes. Just to be rich, famous, and beautiful and have the adoration of millions. Is that too much to ask? Anyway, I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been Buck Bunnies. We'll see you guys next week. Probably. Who knows? Just like the Sabres, you can't have any hope.
Oh 